there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Are we still doing this fucking shit? I thought it finished. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. Uh, we are still doing this because. This is a neighborhood rewatch, which means we're not watching the current episodes, which there are currently none of because it's finished. We are watching old episodes of Neighbours. It's a little thing called Foresight, you see. Uh, all these other current Neighbours podcasts, got nothing to talk about anymore. Us, though, plenty to talk about. So much to talk about, we don't even talk about Neighbours. Um, but this is a... <laughs> It's true. It's true. Uh, so this is a very special episode because before we travel back in time to the rewatch, we thought we'd do some actual time traveling with a little special called Neighbours versus Time Travel, which we which we discovered about a year ago. Yeah, we haven't made this up. You said that no. then, and it sounded like we'd come up with this great idea, and we we're calling this feature Neighbours versus Time Travel. We haven't come up with this. This shit is actually out there that everyone can enjoy. It is. You can go on YouTube right now. And type in neighbors versus time travel, and it'll show up not on some like fan site or some like weird edited, you know, some geek in his bedroom sat there and edited something together. No, this is on the official neighbors YouTube channel. Uh, they sat and made five episodes of this, and we've sat well, me and Adam have watched them all. Tim, did you? Of course, I fucking didn't. I, I genuinely intended to this time, and I forgot. thought he might have done this time. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he's had a week <laughs> Sell off. it to me. Sell it to you. Well, there was only five episodes and they were only about 10 minutes long each. So, yeah. There you go. What's even better, though, is the fact that Tim <laughs> is in and it's gone. That's <laughs> already. Not even a minute into the podcast. He's fucking. Obviously, this is on. Um, we do this on Zoom. Yeah, I'm like, I, I just put my, own, I put my own name on here with my face and everything when i'm talking you do the same tim always tries to put a funny comment and this is this is the the thing i think people are shortchanged out with this podcast is tim's best work is usually the name that he calls himself on the zoom yeah because he's fucking shit throughout the podcast (laughs) he don't watch him he makes no jokes but he does put a funny name on and today's funny name was neighbors versus tim's wi-fi which is fucking brilliant and that's foresight as well because having started the this podcast about what um officially two minutes ago three minutes ago yep. he's now his fucking <laughs> wi-fi's gone and he's had to go um so we got the lovely frozen tim face um <laughs> while but before he said something smug or pretentious i imagine um and then <laughs> now he's just completely gone altogether. so this is why i'm talking quite a bit but i feel like this is also setting the scene quite well he might he might come back um come but back. then i'm sure you're all thinking the same would we really miss him if he did <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Tim. What uh, a useless bastard he is. <laughs> Should we keep talking? He'll probably show up. Let's keep talking. Uh, what was he going to say? What do we think? Tim? Yeah, he said he was going to watch it, but then didn't. He didn't, he didn't do it. I mean, like I say, they were, they were relatively short episodes, webisodes. Sorry, I should say webisodes, because yeah. um, they were just on the internet. Um, he didn't watch any of them. Oh, he- he wanted yeah. us to sell it to him, didn't he? Oh, he did. He said to sell it to him. He did. Because yeah. he wouldn't. He, he was never going to watch him, let's be honest. Well, I'll sell it to him right now while he's not here. He can listen uh, to his podcast. Yeah, he can listen to his podcast and find out. So 
what it is, it's Neighbours. So it's the TV show Neighbours with... I'm familiar, yeah. ...part of the cast of TV, the TV show Neighbours. But what they've done, they've also added an element of what's not usually in the show of Neighbours. It's usually not a part of the show, but for this one special occasion it is. And that's the concept of time travel. Well, we uh, do this all the time with our rewatching in a certain way, don't we? I suppose we do. we're always neighbors, time travelers. But here, it was like a crossover. It was full on neighbors, Back to the Future, time traveling shit. It's it's, it's non-canon. It's not in the actual storyline of Neighbors. It's just like five special episodes. A little bit of fun. This it, that's the main thing. It was fun. It was a little bit of fun. Um, a lot of tongue in cheek stuff. A lot of um, returns, which obviously those who watched the neighbors finale, four million fucking people in the UK fucking watched it. Well played, all those people. So hashtag celebrate neighbors. Um, you get a couple of returns because he travels back in time. I, I say he. Who is the lead in this? Who does the time traveling? Who is playing Marty McFly in this neighbors versus time travel? It is Paul Robinson. They the longest serving member of Neighbours. Brilliant. There's nobody who has done more episodes of Neighbours than Paul Robinson. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, that's, that's so that's it. That's Hopefully that's sold it to you. That's the um, pick of uh, Neighbours versus Time Travel there. I hope you got that, Tim. I'm sure you're raring to go now. Every word. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> so, like I said, you can go on YouTube and watch these episodes if you so choose to. You can also go on YouTube and look at our channel as well, The Neighbourhood Rewatch. And I don't know if you've been... Like, there's all sorts on YouTube, you know? There is. There's more. There's fucking loads. I saw a cat video this morning. Go on. I get this. He was being funny. It wasn't just like a cat just getting around. He was being funny, this cat. Do you reckon this... we can get him instead of Tim next week? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got a better fucking laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the cat just gets the Wi-Fi router and just knocks it a little bit with his paw. Knocks it again, and then just fucking yeah. flats it off the sides. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should try that with your Wi-Fi router, Tim. Um, but yeah, it uh, might improve it. <laughs> so you can, uh, yeah, you you can go to our channel on YouTube at Neighborhood Rewatch. Uh, we're also on the socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You can also subscribe to our Patreon as well for just one pound a month. You can get early access to the extended versions of this, and that might be worth signing up for now because obviously you, I can't. I won't say what we discussed today on the Patreon, but if you want to get into like a bit of a, it's it's like a little side hustle, really. We've got the main <laughs> podcast, which is chatting about neighbors and some other shit, but now there's a whole other storyline that's going to like a a narrative arc which might be taking place on the Patreon over the next few weeks, which I. I I would definitely sign up for it. Oh, yeah, this this is, is a long-term. This is a long-term storyline, I feel now coming up. Yeah. Uh well we do we we do that. sometimes we do the eight minutes neighbor storyline, and sometimes we do long term. So I think I think you get best of both if you subscribe to the Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll get to hear about the future of this podcast at the end of this podcast as well. I'll tell you what are you doing next. Do you know? I do know, yeah. I've, oh, I've figured it out and everything. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Right, come on then, talk about yeah. this. So, well, let's so. talk about Neighbours versus time travel. Uh, so we get a cold open. I love a cold open. They're the best way to start a TV show every week. Just just drop some people in and go, what's going on? Uh, so we get a cold open. Paul's in a field somewhere, and he's got like a little gadget in his hand, and he's just like, oh, what the fucking hell's going on here? And then from the tree comes a dinosaur 
fucking massive T-Rex. It's fucking brilliant. I was not <laughs> expecting this. I thought he was just going to be like walking around this field and they were going to kind of go, oh, there's a bit of noise. Or, oh, where am I sort of thing? No, fucking T-Rex comes out of the trees. It's brilliant, Tim. <laughs> Is it great? And do you know what he says to the T-Rex as well? Good eh? He does. <laughs> Which is brilliant because we said when we were doing that brilliant, um, just when we were selling it to the audience and obviously Tim a minute ago, which you, which you obviously listened to. Um, we, we like it's a, it, The main thing was it was fun. And straight away with that good A line to a fucking T-Rex in the middle of a field, I was like, I'm along for this ride. This is going to be fun. Yeah. And it was very fun indeed. Uh, we cut next to Carl playing the guitar. He's just there kind of doodling away at home. And Susan, Susan wants a shag. That's, she's like, are you coming to bed? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm just learning to do this song. She's like, oh, but you, you want to come to bed now? And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to finish this song. And she's like, I'll get the blue box out. Brilliant again. Brilliant. <laughs> so we're, we're like two minutes in, we've had a T-Rex, Susan's horny as fuck, and we've got a mystery <laughs> about a blue box. Mm. Well, I've, I, Adam, you're a single man, so I don't know if you'll have a, a blue box or something kin at home. But uh, me and no, Tim I haven't. Are... No, no, I haven't. You're not a single man. Have you got a blue box? What the fuck do you mean? So I. So <laughs> you've got a I... box. <laughs> well, yeah. If, if you're in an established relationship, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Tim this question. What's it? This is this. I'm gonna go very Brad Pitt here, but. What's in the box? <laughs> well, usually, if you're in a kind of long-term relationship, long enough that, you know, the standard set. Right, he's, he's blanketing this again now. So <laughs> this is like this is like when people uh, kiss with their eyes open. This, straight away, you've made an assumption here. So we'll see. We, we all know Tim and Grace only do it on a very strict schedule once once um, when the full moon is, is out and everything. We know how that works when, when Grace decides. <laughs> but we will see if he confirms what you're about to say, because I'm going to call bullshit straight away. Go. Well, what I was going to say was that, you know, once the, the, you've been in a long enough relationship, you know, the, the normal sex gets a little bit vanilla, shall we say? Yeah, I hope she's listening. So, <laughs> so you then start introducing, um, what's the best way to describe this? Midgets. <laughs> Equipment into the, into the proceedings. Uh, <laughs> and usually they installed in some sort of box, uh, usually quite a distinctive box, usually like an old shoe box. Well, that's not distinctive. Yeah. Trainers, or it might be blue, it might be red. It's it's usually a pretty, you know, it's it's a box, and then you store that equipment in that box. This is the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Uh, Tim, neighbors Tim, podcast. Tim, are you going to back me up here? Have you got a similar box? No. No. <laughs> What's in your box? You fucking, liar. you fucking liar. What's in your box? I'm I'm not gonna say anything more than equipment. <laughs> but then like even just saying the word equipment worries me. Like what do you mean? <laughs> in in the business side of working, they were called it the mise en place. Um which means means to do. Yeah, but that's the stuff you just get ready before you start cooking. That's all you. That's everything there, so it's there, so you well, can start cooking. I want. If you really want to start cooking in the bedroom, then you need to get them. <laughs> I watched fucking Master Chef Australia, and they and they never got out of fucking four bowls full of dildos and just <laughs> laid them all out. In bed. <laughs> 
Uh, so yeah, Paul and um, Paul. So Carl and Susan have a blue. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. So Tim, box-wise, what are we talking? He says he hasn't it's, got one. It's, it's literally a, a drawer with some condoms in it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that sounds pretty normal. <laughs> Or <laughs> a house. <laughs> no, t- Tim's not being honest. There, I don't think. I, I think it's. I'm. I, I think it's a fairly standard thing. Uh, Where'd you keep the box? In a drawer. Why do you need a, Why do you need a box if you've got a drawer though? Ah, uh, don't know. Just extra security. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. So oh, uh, move on. Yeah. So Susan wants to shag. She wants to get the blue box out. Carl's like, "All right, okay, coming now." <laughs> Goes into the bedroom, and Paul's in the closet, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing in the closet, Carl?" <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in the closet, Carl? I love that. <laughs> 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 uh, and he's like listen calm down I've seen the blue box and I'm like oh okay okay and he's like well anyway I'd like to explain to you that uh, I've been time travelling and they're like bullshit why is he in the closet that's where he gets transported back to from his when he's running away from the T-Rex he just ends up in the closet yeah see I feel like having a, having a box in a drawer is just a way of you know, hiding from being in the closet yourself, like, to be honest, like, <laughs> if it's all vanilla and you need all the equipment, maybe it's because you're really in the closet, who knows? You know. Uh, so Paul starts explaining to them how he got into the closet. So he starts at the best place to start, the start. Um, so he's sat there with his grandson one day outside Lasters, and he's got a box from Jay Lasseter. Whom she... What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, he wasn't blue, this box, importantly. It's the first thing he does say. He went, oh, is this a sex box? Yeah. And, he, and he's like, no, 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 it's, uh, it's just old stuff in there. And he finds a little little machine, which he turns it out sounds to be like a Sounds like your machine. box. It's the same fucking box. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out to be a time machine. And what it does, it op- opens a massive gaping hole, <laughs> which people could easily get in and out of. It's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. He's done that well, Tim. Oh, uh, we've probably got new listeners this week. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> I imagine everyone quit after last week's last times. Uh, so he goes. He goes straight into this massive hole, head first in. <laughs> as you would, as you would, you'd find this massive ball, and he just walks straight in. Um, and he's back in 1985. Now, as he's telling the story, it kind of cuts back to Carl and Susan every now and again. Uh, Susan has lots of funny comments in this in this episode. Uh, first of all, she's like, 1985? Did you meet Wham? Great line. It's a great line. And Paul's like, no, I didn't meet Wham, but I did meet my former self. Well, not his former self, his self. His self. Yeah, his self. Uh, and then we cut to a scene where he's kind of, awkwardly superimposed over an old scene. I, but the, I thought this was brilliant because they, they kind of... 
the camera they've used, they tried to make it look like it's 1985, so it's a bit grainy. It's not HD or anything like that. It's, it, they tried to make it look like it's 1985 Neighbours, and they even play, when he appears in Lasseter's 1985, they played the original 1985 Neighbours tune just over the top in the background. I was like, this is this is exactly what I wanted. This is a fucking rewatch right here. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks his, his younger self into giving him 50 bucks. Uh, and he's not convinced at first. Not those kind of books, Tim. Fucking hell, have a day off. You're not at work now. He means <laughs> money. <laughs> wow. A little, a little real-life uh, Tim humour joke for you there. That's what, that's what <laughs> uh, yeah, so he gives him 50 bucks to invest some money. Uh, so he goes invest in everything that's, I'm assuming he's going to make, make lots of money over the years. So then he hits the button and he's back in modern time in today however Lasseter's is now a fucking mega hotel it's like Hilton on crack and so Paris Hilton (laughs) (laughs) there we go Uh, can she say 15 year old reference but we're we're doing time travel aren't we yeah but there you go you you got it you got it Uh, so yeah, so Lasters is a mega hotel now, and now Paul is married to Therese, which he wasn't previously. This must have been filmed before the whole Therese thing. I think they were enemies at first because I think she was like the manager of Lasters and he was the owner. And yeah, it comes across like he's always wanted to go, um, and now they are in this alternate time universe thing. So he's very he's very happy about this, isn't he? He's very excited. Yeah, he's he did, like the look on his face is like nice one. I've always wanted to bang you. That's yeah. <laughs> so she comes over. She's in like those very like kind of rich. She's in like a juicy couture the yeah. tracksuit. She's got UGG boots on. She's clearly just been shopping or something. She's yeah. not the the power suit wearing businesswoman that she is in no. Real Neighbours. She is embracing all that Lasseter's money of Paul Robinson's, uh, and she wants to shag as well. She does. There's there's lots of people wanting shagging there. This is the thing, what right? What box has she got? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. I bet I bet she, I bet she's got the biggest box. And... All right. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. See, so, yeah, I, I, I was going to say something, but now you've killed it by being really inappropriate. <laughs> so, I was going to say, see, we're not always that inappropriate on it. It's the women who are wanting all the shags this week, but now you've just said that. So now. <laughs> Uh, but Paul, at first, he swears to him at first. He goes up to a hotel room, and but he's he's more curious about what's going on. He's he's having a little look around and stuff. He sees some photos, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Uh, but then he realizes. But then he's no, sorry, his son shows up, Rob, who I think was the one who blew up that plane. I think he was the psycho one. I think he was, but there was two of them apparently, weren't there? So I don't know if Rob was the crazy one. I think he was by the sounds of it, because Paul is very scared of him when he when he um, bumps into Rob. Yeah, because he's got a knife and he's like, why have you got that knife? And he's like, because we're going to go hunting. Yeah. Uh, so they get ready to go hunting. Uh, Paul's a bit uh, apprehensive about that. They go downstairs and Paul's daughter, Piper, is the manager of Lasseter's. Um, and she's super stressed out because running a massive hotel is probably stressful. She just shouts at a load of people. And then we never really see her again. Uh, we see her in the last episode, or the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, episode. she's just that. Yeah, like she's just that, so she can do something else later on. Yeah, uh, she's not massively important to it. 
so he gets in the elevator and he's like, oh, fucking hell, this is crazy. I'm going to go hunting with my, my son who's a bit crazy and I'm married to Therese and blah, blah, blah. And then Sonia Rebecca gets in the, in the elevator and uh, told his dead wife, his most recent dead wife, uh, if you're talking modern times. Uh, and she's Russian and pregnant all of a sudden, yeah. which throws Paul <laughs> fucking off. <laughs> he was not expecting uh, it, was he? No, he was not expecting <laughs> to be Russian and pregnant with his love child, uh, which is two they, big revelations, one after another. They were smoking some of the good stuff when they wrote this. Yeah. And bless her, she can't do a Russian accent either. She's no, trying. It's a, it's a good, bad Russian accent, though, isn't it? It's what you would do if you were doing a Russian <laughs> accent. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to have your love child. And he's like, oh, fucking hell. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm getting off here. I don't know how to deal with this. Um, so he goes to go see Paul at the, uh, Carl at the hospital. He's like, I'll go see Carl Kennedy. He's, he'll be at the hospital. He can maybe explain what's going on. Well, he wants. He says um, he wants. He doesn't say that. He doesn't want it to be explaining what's going on. He just wants him to do a paternity test to see if this weird, dead Russian woman <laughs> is indeed. If he is the oh the shit, yeah. that's what he says. He says, "Can you do a paternity test for me?" Yeah, so he's like, "Right, I'll go yeah. see Carl. I'll go see Carl." Uh, but Carl's not at the hospital anymore, uh, and he's informed of this by Stingray, um, who is a nurse there, a male nurse. And he's like, yay, he's left to be a rock star now. So he's not a doctor anymore. Uh, and then Paul's like, isn't, oh. it, isn't it funny you have to specify male nurse? He's, he's, he's a male and he's a nurse, but you have to say male nurse. Weird, though, isn't it? Just being specific, you know me. I don't like to blanket things or anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then Paul's like, oh, have you got a bit of a headache there, Stingray? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you better get to check that out. And he's like, no, no, I'll be fine. He's like, no, get it fucking checked out because you're going to die from a headache pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then they make a little joke out of it. Yeah, they, like, they turn it into a bit. He's like, oh. yeah. He's like, no, I'll be fine. And Paul's like, okay. <laughs> he is going to die. He is going to die. Uh, so Paul then goes to Robinson Street, not Ramsey Street. It is now called Robinson Street. Right. Question That's good. for Tim. I want, I want, Tim. Yeah. Why was why was Ramsey Street actually called Ramsey Street to begin with? You told me this. Yep. Why are you are you asking me this because you're testing my memory or you I'm, think something's gone a bit dodgy? No, I'm just waiting. To, I'm just seeing if you actually listen to a word we fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> also, Basically, I need explaining was, to uh, me again. <laughs> <laughs> There was a feud and they had a boxing match and the winner got to name the street. I know it wasn't a boxing match, don't worry, but that sounds more fun to me. Um, was it a right poker now? game? It was a, it was poker, a, game. It was a poker game, yeah, but there, there was a competition. It was a card game and the and the Ramsey guy cheated and won. Yeah. But in this timeline, the Robertsons cheated and won. This is a good swerve. I like, I like this touch. This is the first thing that's ma- actually made sense for them to do. Yeah. Um, so we showed up on Robinson Street to just find out if you can find anyone. And he's gone to Susan. He's gone to Susan's house. Uh, and Susan is now an alcoholic. Uh, and. Logical. Is Logical. She? Yeah, she's drinking. She's got a big fat whiskey in her hand. Just because you've got a drink doesn't make you alcoholic. I'm he pretty never sure they make Carl it. Clear. an alcoholic. He never stops drinking wine. But I'm. 
I'm pretty sure they make it clear that it's like half ten in the morning as well. Okay. Uh, but she looks a dishevelled, shall we say? She looks uh, a bit. Well, she's been playing with a box all night. <laughs> uh, no wonder, because she's married to Fat Phil Martin at this point as well. Yeah, she is. Which Phil Martin's there. Yeah, Phil Martin's there. Uh, not looking in the best health, bless him. Um, he looked a bit healthier in the finale than he did here. Yeah, he, he must have seen, like, he, he let himself go a little bit maybe, and then he must have seen the episode and gone, oh, a bit like you. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw that one of those Zooms, you thought, oh, how big is my neck? I'd better sort this out. <laughs> better sort that right out. Uh, yeah, and they're married, but there's no love. Then You know, there's no spark there. Whoa, they've, what? They've got a box? <laughs> they haven't. Um, yeah, it's quite apparent that they're just settling. Uh, feels like I'm fucking massive. I'm not going to get anyone, so I'll take Susan. And Susan's like, well, he's got my, he, he writes romance. Phil writes uh, romance novels and makes money from them. So she's like, that pays under the name Philippa Martinez, which I thought was funny again. <laughs> like they didn't have to put that in. That was just an extra little joke that somebody obviously <laughs> thought was funny. Let's make him Philippa Martinez. <laughs> Uh, and then just as they're explaining this to Paul Robinson, they uh, Carl shows up in his limo and tries to woo Susan with a song. Um, Carl is here is doing his best Keith Richards impression. Well, what's that guy who we watched on one of the rewatches? That guy who was like an old Australian rocker guy from back in the day. Oh, you mean? Day. I can't remember his name. Oh, Dave Greeny. Dave Greeny, yeah. I, there you yeah. go. I got uh yeah Dave, Dave vibes from him. Dave Green, right, yeah. yeah, that sort of rock aging rocker. Yeah, uh, very much out of it as well. Uh, but he's trying to woo Susan. Uh, Susan's not having it though. Flips literally flips him off, which yeah, is fantastic. Uh, she's like, "I'm you're a loser. Leave me alone. I'm not going to shag you." Uh, but she does end up shagging him in his limo. Uh, but before we get to that part, we. Paul goes to shag Therese because he's like, well, if Carl and Susan are shagging, I better go shag Therese. I've wanted to go shag Therese for ages, so I better get to it pretty quickly. Uh, so it come, it, you don't see the shagging. It's not that. You know. <laughs> oh. <Fucking> hell. <laughs> it's the most inappropriate episode we've done. <laughs> just want to make it clear. I don't want people to go and use them and go, oh, shit, I get to see this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go to Pornhub instead. There's a very different version. <laughs> actually, well, I'd, I'd actually like someone to go on Pornhub and type the next two words in, please. Because we. Tim's doing it. There you go. All his favourite straight away. Sorry, Grace, but it's true. It's true. Uh, so uh, we cut post scene, uh, post coitus. And Teresa's like, well, oh, I'm ready. That what was are the good. Two words you want me to search? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Listen, fucking hell, get into it. I get into it. She's like, oh, that was, I've never seen you do that before, Paul. What you call that? And he goes, that's the limber ladybird. He's like, well, limber that's ladybird, Tim. Limber lady. What's funny is you're getting Tim to Google this now, but I am very confident in, in the fact that you've probably Googled it straight away and then went <laughs> and, not, and then said, Peyton, get the box. <laughs> <laughs> Is anything coming yeah, do you, want, do you want me to tell you the first thing? Do you want me to tell you the first thing that comes up, or is that crossing a line? Have we reached the the level of appropriate inappropriate? No, this is an explicit podcast. I like no. explicit podcast. Come on, 
the the title of the first thing that comes up is first deep anal with flexi stepsis. <laughs> so there's some flexibility going on. Um, no yeah, because direct references I imagine to ladybirds. Ladybird in about. So I imagine like oh. things are akin, like limbs are akimbo. Um, well, I've just I've just typed it into Google. I don't know this website that you were talking about with Tim. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> at the top of that, and I'm not going to do it because obviously this is recording the sound at the moment. The top video that's come up is it's clearly a video between with Steph and Dennis, and I, I don't know who plays Therese. I'm afraid they're having a chat, maybe talking about the episode, and it says neighbors ever wondered what the late the Limber Ladybird was. Oh, so wow. you might actually be able to find this out if you if you go on that anyway. Fabulous. Well, you know, pause the podcast right now. Stop what you're doing. Yeah. Listening. Go Google Limber Ladybird and then come back to this. Did you grow up with a lack of parental supervision? Do you know all the lyrics to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Remember Mayor McCheese and the Fry Guys? Have an inexplicable love for the California Raisins? Can you remember Madonna's original face? Then you might be a part of the Doom Generation. Laugh until you cry with us each week as we stumble blindly through the memories of the movie and other random things that doomed us to be the salty, sarcastic, sardonic ladies you want to hang with. You know us. You love us. You can't f***ing live without us. Doom Generation. Available everywhere you find podcasts. We didn't really get anything from that, did we? We <laughs> didn't really. It's one of those hidden gems. It can be whatever you want it to be, is kind of what we thought. If you've got if you've got an idea and you want to, yeah, go for it. Yeah. If you, you don't have to call it the Limber Lake. Call it what you like. Uh, I would, I would, if you were going to call it, give it the alliteration, though, because alliteration always makes things better. Uh, so after his shag with Therese, he goes to see, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he goes to see to a vegan shop. Because Leo and his wife run a vegan shop now. And this is very much in the in the age. This is like 2015 when kind of vegans were still mocked a little bit. And Are they not like, anymore? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, I've stopped mocking them anyway, shall we say. Okay. Um, but yeah, and so vegan shops were a bit like, oh, what are you going to eat? Lettuce kind of thing. So he's like, oh, a vegan shop, that's not going to do well. Uh, and it's not going to do well because his other son, David, is the line cook slash... Gangster, shall we say? Uh, he's, he dresses... he's dressed like a uh, pretty fly for a white guy. Yeah, yeah. He's uh... and he's terrible. If I'm be honest, he cannot pull this off at all. No, well, I think that's the point. point. I think that's the point. No, because I feel like other people do the comedy quite well. Like Carl and Susan do the comedy. Paul has some good moments. Therese has some good moments. Uh, David, though, yeah, it's pretty cringe. If I'm perfectly honest. That's wow. um, and so he, he has a little chat with them. There's again, we literally don't see these anymore now. We don't. There's no point in this than just to kill four minutes of a ten minute webisode, <laughs> which is when you're already having to kill time on <laughs> on webisode it on episodes you don't have to in, make. It? It's, it's showing some characters and showing that how his world is different. If he just went to a place and there was none of the people who were in his old world, then there'd be no point. But they show that they they've. They're different characters now in this new version, this parallel universe. Nah, super fluid to the pot here. Uh, but after that, he leaves out there and he gets kidnapped. And you're like, oh, no, he's, his son Rob's kidnapped him because he's crazy. No. Next episode, you realise it's Toadie and Sonia uh, have kidnapped him because he owes them money. Uh, Toadie is now a tattooed biker, by the way. Uh, Sonia's, 
Yeah. Good. Yeah. And uh, he's got his mullet back. He's got his mullet back. Yeah, he very much looks like uh what's that bounty? Is it the bounty hunter guy? Oh, the bounty hunter. Yeah, he's very much that kind of vibe. And yeah, and Paul owes him money. And then they're like, give us your money back. And he's like, no, I can't give you the money. And then he tries to convince Sonya to run away with him at some point. But no, he can't do it. He they... doesn't really want to. It's just because she's going to kill him. So he tries to sweet talk her and says, come on, we can make a go of it, us and the baby. And Sonya's nickname in this is Piranha, which I thought was pretty good because it follows on with the Toadie, Stingray, She's the Piranha. I thought that was ah, quite good. Yeah, there's another thing you missed. I'm here to fill in the gaps, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, and it looks like they're going to kill him because he won't. You can't give him the money. But then Rob shows up with Callum Rebecca. He's like, "You can't kill Paul because I'll kill Callum." So let's do a trade, shall we? So they do a little trade. Paul gets away, um, but his machine's broke. He needs to get fixed. So he goes to see a guy called Gary, who I've never seen before. in neighbors, Gary Canning. Gary, he's Canning. in. He's in the episodes that we aren't seeing. Yeah, I'm sure we'll meet him. There's a big Canning family, and they they like move into the street for a while. A few of the ones who came come at the end are Cannings, um, yeah. and he's one of them. He's one of them, uh, and he's a bit of a tech guy. Um, he fancies a waitress. He's, he's he spends most of his day at cafe perving on a waitress, and he's I like, imagine no, you you felt some sort of kinship with this character. Yeah, I was like instantly, I like this guy. I like this. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like the cut of this guy's jib. Uh, and Paul's like, oh, I need you need to fix it. He's like, no, I've got a perv on this waitress today. I've got a full day of perv in the head. I'm going to ask her out today. He's like, oh, but she's probably not going to go for it. I tell you what, I'll put a good word in for you. Goes to put a good word, and she's like, I'm not fucking that guy's fucking creep. I'm going to call the police. And, and he Paul's is, like, and he is, yeah. And so Paul goes back to Gary. He's like, have we got a date? He's like, yes, tonight. Don't worry about it. Let's get going. Fix the machine. And. Um, so they fix the machine. And while this is happening, while this is going on as well, Phil Martin finds a plectrum in Susan's hair and goes, "Ah, oh, you shot Carl, didn't you?" In the in the limo, and she's like, "Yeah, I did. Sorry about that." And he's like, oh, I knew, I knew you would." All the things to get stuck in her hair. Did that happen? I missed that. Yeah, don't worry, I'll fill in the gaps for you, Adam. I missed that. I'm gonna have to check that if that actually <laughs> happened or not. That sounds yeah. like bullshit. Yeah, no, there's a plectrum found in her hair, and Phil's like, "Ah, oh, can't believe it." So he rings his he rings Debbie Martin, who's no, he doesn't. Yeah, it's Debbie Martin. Isn't no, it? it isn't. All right, who is it then? Debbie Martin's his daughter. He rings his ex-wife Julie Martin. Julie Martin, that's it. He rings. Don't you ex- worry, I'll put you straight if you get things mixed up. <laughs> so he rings Julie Martin. Is Julie the one who? She uh, went a bit mental. Was, I think was she? Yeah, I think she was the first one, the one who was an alky and yeah, she was the one who paralysed him. I think. There was one that I missed though. I don't, and that wasn't Julie. There was one before Julie. Oh, Julie might have been, Julie might be the one who got. I murdered. think she was the second. I think one. Julie was the one who got murdered at the murder mystery party. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she lives in London now, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just ringing you. Susan cheated on me, car. She's like, ah, oh, I told you that'd happen. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, my novel's going pretty well. And she's like, oh, maybe you should come over to London sometime. And he's like, yeah, maybe I will. It's it's what you love, Tim. It's a happy ending for Phil Martin right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Don't start. You haven't done <laughs> fucking three episodes recently without saying happy ending six times. <laughs> uh, so, Paul, they've got the time machine fixed. For no reason at all, they've decided to put it in a car. 
That looks like the DeLorean. It's because it has to you have to charge it up or something, and the only way of charging it up is to make it go 88 miles an hour or whatever the equivalent is. Yeah, they're playing very fast and loose with it. I also this is kind of the last episode now, and I kind of feel like they thought it was really fun for the first two episodes, and I'm like, oh, can we just wrap this shit up? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> they skip through stuff really fast. I think that every fucking week, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, so he's in the DeLorean, and he's, he's getting up to 18 miles an hour, but nope, he gets pulled over by Stingray, who is also, <laughs> not, also a male nurse. He is also a male traffic officer as well, uh, because the male nursing doesn't pay that well. And he's hedging his back. Did they not have anyone else working when they were filming this? They're just li- literally multicasting people. I think yeah. that's what it is. And Stingray, he was quite a big, big. Uh, yeah, he had he a big role in, in the zombie. No, he had, he had a big role in the zombie one as well, even though that was after he'd already left the show. So I reckon that guy must have just been floating around ready to do fuck all for anything, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Probably he just showed up on set. Doing any specials today? Any webisodes? No, mate. Oh, okay, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> That's what it's like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he gets pulled over, but he gets away with it. He managed to convince Stingray to get away. Then we cut to uh, a weird goth kid. Again, this is 2015 when I think it was okay to to make fun of weird goth kid characters. Most shows had like an ironic weird goth kid character in there. You're not allowed to do that anymore. I don't think so. No. Oh. Same with the vegans, really. It's not cool anymore. Uh, Fucking hell, you can't make fun of anyone. I know. Uh, so he's doing a video. He's doing like a video blog outside Last Tiz. Uh, and then this is where we get to see, uh, what's her face? Paul's daughter. Piper. Piper. Uh, and she's like, well, you stop filming outside my uh, cafe. You, you're putting customers off. And he's like, oh, whatever, man. I'm just being, I'm just being me. Uh, but Paul's trundling along, going dead fast. And he's about to run over this goth kid because he's dressed in all black and he can't see him in the dark. Uh, but don't worry, Rob's there and he pushes Piper and the goth kid out the way. Uh, but that means that Rob does die from the horrific injuries he suffers from this car crash. Uh, Piper's injured, but not so bad. Goth kid. Oh, she is. She's going to die. No, I think she's going to no, be No, no, right. she is. Because Rob says to Paul, you need... Because Paul's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't need to go back. And Rob goes, no, you do, because that way you can save Piper. It's too late for me. Ah, uh, okay. There we go. Hang on. Thanks for filling in that gap. No, there. that's what you know, um, that's what I'm here for. So he fix so he, he fixes the machine and then that brings him to the dinosaur time. Uh where he's like, Good day, dinosaur. And he's like, Oh fuck. And then that takes him to the closet. Uh and then that takes him to explaining to Carl and Susan. Uh in the meantime, Carl and Susan like, this guy's off his fucking rocker. We've called the police, they're gonna be here any minute. Uh, Paul hears the police and gets off. And he time travels one more time to a murder scene, which was a bit weird. This is a bit so, weird. Hold on, hold on. He's meant to be traveling to save Piper. He needs to just get back to his own time. And in his own time, Piper's not been it by a car. So, yeah. Okay. It's, he needs they, to get back they, to his own time anyway. The Piper thing was just an ad- added caveat of going back to your own time she she will be alive okay. and not hit yeah. back they fucking fly through this they, yeah. they they absolutely fly through this again they just want to wrap this up as quick he as goes he, he ends up in a in a hot tub which is the scene which is in a garden on ramsey street which has obviously been a crime scene because there's a, one of those people 
kitted out in like the plastics coverall suits who's doing like the forensics and all that kind of stuff. I got the impression that this is maybe a, a this was a current storyline when they made this, like a 2017, 18, whenever this was made storyline, and it was a bit of a hint at well, that. I did some research because this confused the oh. fuck out of me, this scene. Uh, so it was an actual teaser for an upcoming storyline because in the weeks following, one buddy, somebody was going to get murdered in the pool and it was a big who done it. Uh, so that's what it was a big teaser that's for. Cool. Yeah, that was quite good. I thought that was good. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, he escapes out of that. He gets back to his normal time and he's like, everything's okay. And then it ends. It's a very abrupt ending. Well, no, that's the end. He's got back to his own time. He's, like <laughs> his grand, he's, okay. he's his grandson again. His grandson's like, oh, you're all right now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, he doesn't need the time machine anymore. And then at the very end, um, so you think he's back to his own time, Stingray appears again and he's the mayor of Erinsborough. So it's like that. <laughs> it's like that bit in The Simpsons when he go when when Homer's traveling through time a lot or something, and then you think he's back at his normal time, but then actually he's it's not quite normal. But you go along with it because it's the end. Yeah, because you. But by this point, you've had enough as well, and you're like, just fucking end this. <laughs> I Sorry, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for the first maybe two episodes. There was only five, and they were only ten minutes. I enjoyed all the sex stuff. Let's put it that way. And you know what? You are right because the first two episodes are Very shocker good. block with filth. And then the rest of it tells like quite a compelling story. You obviously like got, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. not interested. First two episodes are very shag heavy. And then <laughs> it gets very shag light. So I lost interest. Um, so there we go. That was Neighbours versus Time Travel. Uh, we've waited a good year to watch this. Was it worth it, you think? I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Well, and I think, again, it's a nice little way to help us time travel back to the rewatch because the rewatch begins again next week. Season six of this podcast. Begins. This is, this, I, see, I feel like we need a bit, some sort of joke. You might be able to make one of these. Sorry, I know you're going to tell everyone what we're going to do now. But can we do something, you know, like on get this, this is a Game of Thrones reference, so Tim's out again. Um, like you know when it's like it's the watch has ended like the rewatch hasn't ended sort of thing something can we do something with that that might be quite good I might have a go I'll do some of that yeah. I'll dress up as Jon Snow it'll be fine right. <laughs> the rewatch will never end it will never end uh, because we're straight back into it next week we're going back to 2002 uh, we're going back to Daily Motion to Neighbours UK fans forever because they very handily put us a 2002 playlist together. So we get to watch the entirety of 2002. And that is going to be what season six is. Uh, first episode is 3,971. And we're going to watch five episodes through to 75. Because uh, it's going to, again, it's going to be five episodes a week. I enjoy, I actually really enjoyed watching five episodes of Neighbours a week. So we're going to keep up with that. Sorry about that, Adam. Um, well, this is a good thing. If I'm doing that, like, now I only work three days a week, so that's fine. Yeah, you've got plenty of time. So, yeah, we're a little bit, we're about six months ahead of where we were when we finished the previous rewatch. Uh, so we'll get, to see, we'll get to see some familiar faces, but there'll be loads of changes. We'll be like where we were when we started watching the current day. Uh, it'll take us a little bit catching up, and that's all part of the fun. Uh, and fun is what this podcast is. Tim, you asked us to sell this to you at the start, and the word I said was fun, uh, and 
that's what you're going to get from this podcast going on. Uh, hopefully, it'll be really shag heavy at the start as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've come up with loads of new catchphrases and possible episode names. We're set for this one. We certainly are. So join us next week for the shag heavy start to this season. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You've just become this, like, Austin Powers parody just all of a sudden. It's really soft-putting. It's making me feel a bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, join us next week. Uh, but in the meantime, Adam and Tim, uh, you've been good neighbours. Uh, you've travelled through time. Nope. <laughs> no. No. No way, not If you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.